Welcome to the She Grows Podcast. This is Jen, and I'm so glad you're listening today. Danielle and myself will be joined by one of our favorite people on the planet. Her sass level is the very most. She's the boss of every room and has walked through some major trenches in the strongest way. Our friend, Sheila Jeffries. Whatever you're doing while you're listening today, we're so glad you're with us. Let's go. Hey friends, we are so excited. We have one of the very best humans on planet Earth with us today. She is legit. My sister from another <laughs> mister, Sheila, is with us, and of course, yes. Jen, but Sheila is here. This is her first time appearing on the podcast, so introduce yourself. Say hello. Hello. I'm so excited to be here. Kind of nervous, but very <laughs> excited. We are so excited to have your voice involved in, yeah. in today's conversation. We're talking through a really great topic today. It's one that um, will be relevant to all of us, even if it's different for each of us. This was a topic that was suggested by one of you on social media before we started the podcast. And we're so excited to be able to be getting to it today. Yes. And can't think of no better person. Yes. To talk this through with than Sheila. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was a must. It was a God (laughs) thing for sure. That's right. We put off recording so that she could be involved in this. We (laughs) we knew in our hearts it was a must, (laughs) but the topic is it's okay not to be okay, but not to stay that way. Yeah. I mean, that's just such a truth. I know. uh, I don't know about y'all when I, but when I grew up in general, I think life was just like this, but specifically in church, uh, it felt like it was not okay to not be okay. Like you had to have it together. Sure. You did your dealings and your conflict and your things in private, and then you zipped it all up and put on a dress. Don't you think that that's very generational mindset? I I think our parents were that way, probably our grandparents. I do. But the one beautiful thing about our generation is to see this like authenticity come forward to where it's okay to let your people know Mm -hmm. you're not okay. But yeah, 100%, like it was so uncomfortable. Even, um, you know, maybe the few times that we would get up and go to church and whatnot, like we would all look like we just have our lives all together, mm-hmm. you know, knowing that was probably the first time that I'd worn a dress, <laughs> like even yes. to an appearance <laughs> that, um, you know, everybody's together. And then, you know, quickly right after church, it's like, oh, but what? What's happening? Yeah. Yeah. I think there's a lot of ways that our generation has swung the pendulum way to the other side. Sure. But I also think there is a lot of freedom that's come with some of the stigmas being removed from being able to talk about things, from going to therapy, getting counseling, all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. I think it's made mm-hmm. a lot of things just more free because you realize you can't keep up that fake life that fake like facade that everything's okay and have meaningful relationships. They just don't go hand in hand. Yeah, that's good. The more people talk, the more you realize you're not alone. Everybody's going through junk. Sure. And so you can talk it out and heal and move on. Right. I love that. Yeah. This is such a good conversation. I'm glad we're having it. Yeah. All of us, um, I feel like in some way have gone through a season where things are just not okay. Some of us feel that battle nonstop, just a consistent, I'm not okay. And Mm -hmm. that's a whole nother, that's a whole nother battle. Right. But the danger to me is when you see this statement, this topic, and only see the beginning of it, that it's okay Mm -hmm. not to be okay. And it's so scary to stay in that mindset. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I just, we were just not meant for it. I see it on stickers all the time. I see it on 
Instagram all the time. I see it everywhere. Sure. But you've got like, man, there's so no hope if you don't include. But yeah. it's not okay to stay that way. Right. Take out the justification to be stuck. When people don't know you're struggling with something, no one can show up for you. And it's it was a super hard lesson for me to learn. Mm-hmm. I know a lot of the people close to me, you guys included, mm-hmm. you're just used to doing the dang thing, right? right so yeah. it's very difficult to stop and go, whoa, I need help. And so sometimes to talk through the things that are such a struggle or such a fight, it it kind of takes us longer sometimes than normal. Sure. Some people, right. just because we feel like we need to be able to deal with it. But when you let those walls down and let people do what they're there to do, your yeah. community and your yeah. friends show up, it's a whole other thing. I remember specifically going through an extremely difficult time of maybe there's there was some definitely not maybe definitely <laughs> a lot of um, outer family chaos, and of course it began to eat away at me. And then we would show up on church on Sunday, and I would just be crumbling on the inside because. Yeah. You know, if again, it's that mentality of making sure that you have it all together. And so I'd run to the bathroom really quick. And even then, it was like a one-stall bathroom, so you couldn't even stay in super long. And I'd sob and sob and sob and cry. And then I would go out to the lobby and greet and smile people. And then I would look at one person and just know that they knew the struggle that I was having. And, of course, I'd run back to the bathroom (laughs) and let it out. And... Okay, so yes, that's a season, mm-hmm. a moment of being at that that space to where I felt like I had to keep it all hidden and, you know, just out of respect of wanting to protect people. But it was finally just speaking it out. Mm-hmm. And it's that gift of going to someone who does have, like, they, you know, they're going to have your back in prayer yeah. of going to them and saying, no, but for real, like, I can't do this. Yeah. And do you mind helping cover me in prayer? Yes. And, um, you know pastoring a church and and leading people along the way like it doesn't even feel like we should even fall into that category right like we Mm -hmm. should possibly say we've got it together or that we're not affected by you know whatever fill in the blank Mm -hmm. but that's not reality like we're Mm -hmm. people just the same and we are going to have struggles left and right we all are at this table today and have experienced the not okay part of it well and what i have just loved this year going through the Bible. Mm. Uh, we're doing, we're reading chronologically this time, which I did not think I would enjoy, but I am enjoying. Love it so much. And you much. just realized how screwed up everybody is. <laughs> everybody. We just finished Genesis, <laughs> and I feel like we have just been like, oh, well, this is drama. <laughs> I know. I'm like, you see these, these heroes of the faith, Abraham, no. Isaac, and Jacob, they're nothing but holy all the time. I'm like, nah, dude, they're crazy. <laughs> Some of them are like older before they really got it. It's crazy. And so as much as I would love to believe that once you are called into ministry or starting yeah. doing something, you're different, but you're not. You're still yeah. just a human. And it's kind of a beautiful thing because how would we identify with anyone if yeah. you did magically become something different no we're all just human and we're all dependent on a savior right yes. right that's right that is our hope is that we have a savior that we mm-hmm. can go to yeah yeah but when you bring in community when you bring in your people it changes everything like sheila i know that you've walked through some big life situations what did um all that look like for you well some days were just not okay mm-hmm. like it was just the reality of it um and you know, I think, like you said, it's it's kind of easy to just kind of buckle down and say, okay, it's okay. Like, just keep moving. But probably the most freeing thing for me was knowing my people weren't there, mm-hmm. no matter what. Um, whether it was 
making sure my kids were fed because yeah. I wasn't able to think that far ahead or mm-hmm. being able to just let me sit for a minute and talk or be on the phone with me when they're not phone people. <laughs> <laughs> just, let me, just let me talk and, and say That's a good things. friend right there. <laughs> That's a good friend. That's a good friend. Um, but just allowing me to just grieve or yeah. be in that moment, but being there, but then like knowing that they knew good and well, I wasn't going to stay there, but they mm-hmm. let me be there for mm-hmm. in that moment. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that was just, you know, really cool. But for me, you know, I have been in therapy for a while now, and mm-hmm. that has probably been the biggest help for me in healing. Mm-hmm. Um, thankfully, my therapist is a Christian as well. So That's good. he helps you God. for saying that. Yeah. Yes. Thank you for normalizing yes. that counseling does help. Yeah, also, for sure. someone that is a Christian counselor. Yeah, I definitely encourage important. that because one thing that I love so much is that, you know, I can come in with like this really heavy thing and or come in just mad. Yeah. And he's able to help me not only like get through it on the mental health side, but also spiritually yeah. and be able to bring that out. And that, I think that's very important when you're that's going good. through things. Yeah. Um, but one thing that he shared with me that's kind of been something that helped me in those moments was when I wasn't okay. Like I felt like I had to, cause I have two kids, yeah. um, you know, and life doesn't slow down. Yeah. And even people who don't have kids and go through things like you still have responsibilities and things to do, but I did it. I couldn't just stop and live in my moment, Yeah. but I felt like I had to keep going and keep moving so fast. And I would get overwhelmed very easy. But in those moments, he helped me learn like you, you're human. Mm-hmm. Like the Lord doesn't mm-hmm. expect for you to be able to carry this load and be able to see what's coming up. You got to just take it moment by moment. And mm-hmm. so there were some days where it was like, okay, I woke up and I didn't want to wake up. I literally just wanted to lay in the bed and not get up and do anything. Yeah. But I was like, no, I have to get the kids to school and I got to get to work. So yeah. I'm just going to get to work. So vulnerability and all, you know, we know you, but yeah. can you share just a little bit about what you were going through Okay. In this season, so someone that's listening to the podcast might be able to relate and say, oh, she know, okay, she really has yeah. gone through it. Yeah, so um, I was going through a divorce, mm-hmm. um, and in that moment, I was actually going through um, navigating what that looked like um, for a, long, a lot of that season. It was still up in the air what was going to happen mm-hmm. um, at that time. Um, you know, it was one of those things where you had to make the decision of, you know, do I, does our life go this way or does it go that way? But in that moment, I was a single mom mm-hmm. doing it by myself. And mm-hmm. it wasn't, um, you know, something I asked for, something that I saw coming. Yeah. Um, but it was one of those things like, oh, here it is. Mm-hmm. And you just do it. Mm-hmm. Um, and at that time, you know, I was dealing with someone with addiction mm-hmm. and not understanding addiction from my point of view um because my point of view was okay you just cut that off Mm -hmm. and you don't have to worry about it anymore no (laughs) there's underlying Mm. things there so Mm. that's kind of what got me in the place that I was in Mm um it kind of just happened like there was not a oh here you go this is going to happen next it was just a very you're thrown into it yeah and I think that that was probably the hardest part was knowing like sitting with myself and knowing like you kind of want to throw yourself a pity party and be like, I didn't ask for this. It's not what I asked for. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But knowing like, okay, well, you can sit here and you can live in it mm-hmm. and allow your world to literally crumble. Mm-hmm. Or you can pull your big girl pants up mm-hmm. and say, okay, Lord, I don't know what the heck is going on, but I'm going to trust you. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to believe that you have a plan in all this. Yeah. 
this. Yeah. And some days that was easy to say. <laughs> like some days it was easy, but some days, like I was saying, like some days I literally had to break it up by, mm-hmm. okay, I'm going to make it to work. Okay, I got to work. Let me just make it to lunchtime. And then to get home with the kids and, you know, one, my son has autism. And so he's discovered this. Yeah. And we discovered that in this whole season, which was mm-hmm. a whole another a level. Lot on top of one another. A whole another yeah. level. But, yeah. you know, discovering that and feeling like, okay, well, there's that weight here. But, mm-hmm. you know, coming home to them and, and realizing, like, they didn't deserve a mom that was broken and just mm-hmm. really angry and hurt. And so having to shift that, but being able to say, okay, I can make it to bedtime. And, and trying my mm-hmm. hardest to, to still do the fun things and do the good. And, you know, um, it, it wasn't easy, um, mm-hmm. but being able to push myself to be able to say, okay, I'm going to make it to bedtime. Yeah. And then making it to bedtime, but then giving me that, oh, they're in bed. <laughs> I can take a deep breath. Yeah. Okay, we made it. But then giving myself like saying, okay, I'm going to give myself 10 minutes to just lose it and yeah. be mad and be angry and say all the things I want to say, mm-hmm. but that's it. Like yeah. that's, you got, you got to stop. And for me, it wasn't, it was probably a little easier than it probably should have been because <laughs> <laughs> like I grew up and a lot like what you said, like you just push stuff under the rug or, Hey, yeah. we're just going to fix it and put a bow on it and it's not a big deal. Right. So I think I'm, unfortunately I was very good at just like shoving things down, but that did nothing for my healing. Yeah. And so allowing myself to have those moments of rawness and be able to just be raw about it was awesome but then having my friends come back and say okay like are you having that time like we we think you're kind of putting a band-aid on it again are, are you really dealing with that are you really you know so it was it was definitely a, a weird um like season mm-hmm. and definitely something that I nobody could have told me like how to go through it but one of the things that I think is the most important is like recognizing that you're there and just coming to terms with like I can't stay here like yeah. I can't stay in this place so that was um, so from the outsider's viewpoint, watching you go through this process was seeing you put in the work and not just sweeping things under the rug mm-hmm. because it is easier to do that. Oh, yeah. Like it, who, who wants to go in and, and dig up all of these yeah. feelings, right? Yeah, <laughs> like who sure. wants no, them? But, no, <laughs> but you did the work. Yeah. And the, the flip side of that coin was look at the, the benefit of doing that work for sure. And you knowing you before in the middle and after it is a healthy Sheila that came out on the other end yeah. of a very hard season. Yeah. yeah. I've, uh, I've got this, a quote from Dr. Sherilyn Lee. She is a law enforcement therapist, but she said that the expectation that we can be immersed in suffering and lost daily and not be touched by it is unrealistic as expecting to be able to walk through water without getting wet. Mm. And I thought this quote was so good, just about life in general. What she's saying is just inevitable. Mm-hmm. If you live life at all, you're going to come in contact with hurt and loss and trauma and things that could completely change you. But changing the way we heal these parts is by giving yourself and the people around you permission to not be okay. Yeah. And that's where having a great community, I think, really comes in to play is realizing that you can be free enough to not have it all together yeah. and know that you're still good enough for the people yeah. around you, yeah. Yeah. you know, and they can love you and um, all that. But then when you give other people that same permission, 
then give them space to be human and space to hurt and feel. And then you can turn around and be that for them as well. And it's just really cool when you can be the beneficiary of it and then offer it back right. as well, which I've seen you do beautifully. Yeah. Times. Yeah. Right. I think that's been kind of the cool part for me is being able to, to do that, to be able to see, you know, where before, you know, not that I've had a wonderful, awesome, just blossoms and rainbow of a life, but <laughs> the being able to literally say, I used to say all the time that I was a single mom because at that time my spouse worked nights. Yeah. And so I considered myself a single mom. That was a lie. And, uh, <laughs> no, I, anybody that I ever said that to, I like feel like I need to go apologize because that was like an insult. Um, <laughs> but all that to say, like I, I, I felt like I had all this, oh, yeah, I've been through this, I've been through this. Mm-hmm. But I just think it's so awesome like when you get to go through things and if you'll be able to just be like transparent with it and just real, um, how you can turn that back around mm-hmm. and be able to be there for people and, and how that vulnerability turns around and allows you to be vulnerable with other people. This is such a great conversation to be having. Here at She, we 100% believe not just in using that we're better together as a slogan, but actually walking it out. And doing hard things with community is the way you do that successfully. Don't worry, I know we've left you wanting more, but this is just part one of a three-part conversation we'll be having with Sheila. So. Make sure that you connect with us on social media so you always know what's going on and make sure to follow or subscribe to this podcast. You're not going to want to miss the next two parts of this conversation or any of the other podcasts for that matter. Go ahead and share it with a friend, screenshot it on social media any way you can to get the word out so that we have a farther reach with more women who need the message of Jesus in their life. If you have a chance, take a time to rate or review this podcast. The more interaction we get, the farther this message can go. And this is one way we walk this out together. Thank you for letting us be a part of your day today. Until next time, keep growing.